probably Britain's greatest Star Wars podcast. You're listening to Star Wars Sessions with Matt Hudson and Luke Bly. This is where the fun begins. Good morning, afternoon or evening, wherever you are in the galaxy. And welcome to Star Wars Sessions. Come for the Star Wars, stay for the Sessions. My name is Matt Hudson, a.k.a. Jabba the Hud. And joining me, as ever, in the cockpit of the Essex Falcon. He's the greatest Star Wars man, fan and buddy out there. And I went on an adventure with this man recently. We did run into some trouble. Luckily, I had my blaster so I could shout, Into the garbage chute, Bly boy! (laughs) (laughs) I love it, Matty boy. It's a spicy one. Have I heard that one before? Have I? I Not in this show, but outside of the show, maybe? Potentially. I mean, in our chats outside of the show... Probably. <laughs> There's mate, been a few I've dropped in. in. Mate, I, either way, who cares? I love it, mate. It's filth. It's spicy. To our listeners, it's another sessions day, night, morning, whatever it is. Welcome to the podcast. You, yes. You. 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 Now, Matty boy, how on earth are you, mate? Mate, I'm doing very well. It's a cold Monday. Uh, my daughter started school today. Uh, big school, as she calls it. So it's a very proud father over here. Had a great time watching her go in, though. Uh, managed managed to keep the tears in, uh, and thankfully she had a a blast at her big school. So um, hopefully that continues for the next fifteen years, and and then I'll be even happier. But uh, yeah, oh. not so bad, my boy. How about yourself? Ah, uh, well, congratulations to the little house of Hudson. Um, that is wonderful, mate. School school is just awesome, especially in those early days and. If they enjoy it, you know, it's all, all power to them, mate. Well done, exactly. mate. Congratulations yeah. to the Hudson clan. Thank you, sir. Um, no, mate, dude, I've been good. So I've had the last week off work. And, and guys, it has been absolutely flipping lush, mate. I've been able to go to the town, pick up geeky stuff. I picked up some uh, comic books, you know, that mm. sort of thing. Well, good. Went to the New Forest, which is down in Hampshire, in uh, on the south coast uh, of England. It's a Lovely little bit west from uh, Matty Boy and I. Well, anything in Britain is pretty much west of Matty Boy <laughs> yeah. and I. We are east as it gets, pretty much. Um, and uh, yeah, mate. And uh, today went and saw Tenet at the cinema yeah. with some friends. First time at the cinema since Rise. You know, it's filth, mate. It's filth. What else I do you expect from the Walker household, eh? Yeah, living That's the it. dream, bro. That's it, and noshed down a spaghetti bolognese tonight. You were having a good one. Yeah, mate, boy knows all about my uh, dinner routines. I'm like, Matt, he's like, oh, mate, we good for 7.30? I'm like, yeah, mate. And then come come like 10 past 7, I'm like, yeah, mate, just having dinner. <laughs> like, we're, we're always, we always have dinner late. We're like late dinner people. It's always like around 7, half 7, even sometimes 8 o'clock, which my oh. nan always laughs about. She's like, I'm in bed by 8. So... Um, <laughs> Yeah, but we make it work. Mate. But there we are. We're here not to talk about my nan and spaghetti bolognese. We're here to talk Star Wars. Because after all, we are probably Britain's greatest Star Wars podcast. May boy, we got a spicy one this week, haven't we, mate? Uh, we got a very, very spicy one this week, my friend. But in ooh, in the background, I can hear the chimes, the bong of Big Ben Kenobi. It's the Galactic News Round. The Mandalorian Season 2 will begin on Disney Plus on the 30th of October. 
and it's been confirmed that Yoda will be appearing in the High Republic era. Hi, this is Alex Damon from Star Wars Explained, and you're listening to Star Wars Sessions, probably Britain's greatest Star Wars podcast. Now on probably Britain's greatest Star Wars podcast, we like to dive into um, some meat, some juice and some spice. And this week is absolutely no different. Um, our boy, John Boyega, the big deal, Finn himself. Uh, he recently came out and did an interview with uh, British magazine GQ. And he dropped an awful lot of bombs in this. I'm sure you've heard about it. It was trending around the world for a plethora of reasons. And um, as, I say, as I say, John hit on some on some big points close to home and more to do with his professional life and the franchise of Star Wars as a whole. And one of the things he said was Finn, he felt that his character Finn was sidelined in the sequel trilogy. And he had his reasons for that, of course. But So we're going to be diving into that tonight and um, having a bit of a Finn-centric show, aren't we, mate? Yes, mate. It's all about our boy FN2187 this week. And I feel like, you know, John Boyega has brought up some brilliant points that we'll dive into uh, a little bit later. But it's a good excuse to really dive into Finn as a character. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, one of, one of the things I always remember, mate, I spoke to, um, there's there's this family we, we, we know, and I have a few kiddly winks, and um, uh, I'm not going to say his name on, on air or, or, or something, because this has just come to my mind. Um, but I asked this family, um, I was like, okay, who was your favourite character in, in Star Wars The Force Awakens? This was back in 2015. Yep. He was only a nipper, and this little lad was like, Finn. Just straight Christ. away, he knew. He was Finn. I was like, really? I, I was surprised by that. Even why? He went, I just think he's funny. And by the end of the film, he's just really brave and awesome. You know, and I was like, man, I totally about. get that. It's what it's all about, mate. And that's the thing is that Finn really did have that strong start. I do feel like, you know, The Force Awakens brought in such a terrific, you know, variety of characters, you know, from Kylo Ren to Daisy Ridley's Ray, and of course, John Boyega's Finn. And what we're going to be discussing is really, was he sidelined after that in the, in the rest of the sequel trilogy? Um, and also, was it a bit cheeky, their marketing of Finn? Mm. You know, is that, was that part of the problem? Because we all know Disney, they are masters at marketing. Yeah, they are masters at marketing. Because we mentioned this, I swear it was like two or three shows ago, Matty Boy, about Finn being basically, he was pretty much set up in in a lot of trailers as being like the Jedi. We thought he was going to be the Jedi, right? He had the lightsaber in all of the promo shots, didn't he? Exactly. In the poster. And, And I remember there was this moment of Kylo going up against him. You just see this blue lightsaber ignite against his face (laughs) oh what shot and bro when when john boyega was cast as finn this is john boyega of attack the block yeah yeah a film a a uk household film yeah it's just it's such a good film and you know what i'm gonna say right here right now i was so proud and pleased you know, and, and, do you know what? Not even that. I was just, I thought it was really refreshing to see a black British man mm-hmm. 
in Star Wars, you know, because it's always something that's bugged me is that like, and I do think this perception is changing, is that, you know, Britain is just, I don't know, like, like, oh, yes, well, you know, jolly good. Yeah, it's like, it's just a lot. It's, it's not there is that, of course, but it's just not that. Um, and I just think, you know, I'll, I'm going to say it right now, mate. I'm going off on one now. Yeah, I'm going to say it right now. I thought it was, it was a missed opportunity that he didn't use his British accent. You know, they yeah. chose an American accent for him. I was like, that's funny, isn't it? That's funny. But there we go. Well, no, I know in, in universe they have their like, different accents mean different thing. Like the American accent apparently more colloquial, whereas the British oh, accent true. is like, oh, you're you're more well off or something like ridiculous like that. But um, that's true. I didn't I'm think sh- of that. I'm sure that's what I'm to do. But, but at the same time, like you say, there's been a lot of talk about British actors going into Hollywood and adopting American accents for roles or being asked to. And the, obviously the argument is, why can't we have an American play the role? Why do we need to have... Understandable. So in this instance, it would have been great to hear Finn with his Peckham accent, you know, shouting at <laughs> Carlo Ren. That would have been great. But uh, Carlo! Yeah. <laughs> or Ren. But there's, there's, yeah. a, there's a lot to it, I think, as well, behind the scenes in terms of marketing of the character. And the accent has an awful lot to do with that. I think potentially yeah, the true. studio maybe thought the US accent was more palatable worldwide, mm. you know. Maybe it, is, maybe it isn't. I I prefer John's actual accent, but either way, I'm with you. It's Seeing, a tremendous accent, though. His American accent is flawless. You wouldn't know, though, would you? If you didn't know JB, if you didn't know him from Attack the Block or anything else he'd been in, and he just and your introduction to him was via The Force Awakens, I'm confident enough to say that you wouldn't be you wouldn't be listening, thinking, "Hold on, that guy's accent's dropping. It's a bit dodgy." He holds it very well for the entire film which is what a good actor can do, a very good actor can do. But Jay, John Buckley has shown that he is a good actor in other projects and Pacific Rim Uprising. But he's, like you say, I agree with you. See him, seeing him in Attack the Block, which is a blast, it's a great fun film, and then seeing him being promoted to one of the leads of the sequel trilogy and the, and the marketing would have you believe that he was going to be our lead. We were going to have a black British uh, dude leading... Star Wars, he's going to be a Jedi. He's got the blue lightsaber. Uh, but obviously, we know that that was to conceal the the real, um, the real twist, which which was a, a British female in the lead of Star Wars. Which, let's face it, isn't isn't a bad trade off. Let's be fair. Um, but yeah, the marketing had us believe that Finn was going to be a big deal. I think in the Force Awakens, and and what you said about your buddy there was great to hear that Finn was his favourite character I think in The Force Awakens that set him up well so and I know we're going to mention obviously The Last Jedi and The Rise of Skywalker and this that now but in terms of The Force Awakens mate I think Finn had a great setup. These the deserting Stormtrooper we see the conflict where he wouldn't fire on Jakku he escapes with Poe because it's the right thing to do you need a pilot I need a pilot he escapes then he meets Rey and we see what a nice guy is and, and his journey through the film I think in The Force Awakens, mate, he had a great setup. Bro, it, oh my days. That I I am on record of saying this throughout the session's history. Go back on the catalogue of our shows. Our 80 shows. <laughs> 80 episodes. Ridiculous. Um, go back on that and you'll hear me say that's when I felt like I was back in Star Wars. It wasn't in the 2015 Force Awakens. Yeah. I felt like the crawl and stuff. I was like, yep. Yeah, okay. Yeah. This seems cool. This seems cool. This seems cool. It wasn't until 
you need a pilot, I need a pilot. Yeah, the, the, the Poe and Finn chemistry, them escaping the Star Destroyer, I, ha- I, get, I, get, oh, I get goosebumps every time, mate. It's just, it is absolutely incredible. It's so Star Warsy, so heroic, yeah. so optimistic. Everything about it, that feeling, it just delivers. And that is The Force Awakens in general, in my opinion. Yeah. I think it just delivers on everything. It delivers on everything. Everything about it is interesting, fun, and Star Warsy. And you're totally right, mate. I think Finn was an excellent character, um, and I think he, he had some incredible, incredible potential. Now, I feel, and I know a lot of people feel, I think that got a little bit messy with the Last Jedi with Episode Eight. Um, and I listen. Guys, if you're listening to this podcast, and we got we got people who listen to our show who are pro the Last Jedi and anti the Last Jedi, yeah, we are a, you know we embrace a bit of everyone, yeah. As long as you guys can talk sensibly with each other, I don't, I don't care if you like the Last Jedi or not. You know, it's all a bit of fun. It's not that deep. Um, but listen, I love that film, but Finn Finn was, I don't know, mate. I don't know. I I don't think he was used that well in The Last Jedi. And I think he was just running around with Kelly Marie Tran, with Rose. You know, and he just seems like a bit of a fool, a bit of a comedy fool. And yeah, okay, he gets his revenge on Phasma. That's a little bit, you know, I I think that could have been better. And anticlimactic again, it, 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 I don't know, mate. It it just felt a little bit like slapstick. Mm -hmm. I don't know. What do you think? The um, Last Jedi in well, the Last Jedi itself had a lot of slapstick moments in it, didn't it? Uh, we've we've covered that extensively, uh, but we are stands <laughs> of Ryan Johnson still. Um, do you know what though? The more I, the more I watch the Last Jedi, the more I think about it, the more I dwell on it, the more I think that do you know what the the the, the arc that Finn had in that film is? I think it's great, um, and I still I, and I always put the gauntlet down to anyone out there who doesn't like Kansai bike, give me a reason why, not just it felt weird or it's a casino or too prequelish. <laughs> why didn't you, what, what was wrong with the scene? You know, that's why I always ask people. And again, you, you don't have to yeah. like the scene, but I'm always interested as to why, because everybody always points out that, Oh, that they could have just got rid of that. And it would have, we know nothing would change. Everything changes. Obviously in the last Jedi Finn, he's going to desert because the last thing he saw in the force awakens was Ray, and Kylo, before he got his spine sliced, he wakes up and he's like, uh, Ray, which he says quite a lot in the sequel trilogy, apparently. He likes to shout Ray's name. Uh. Um, so he still he wants, to, he wants to basically make sure his friend is okay and he's willing to desert the resistance to make sure his friend's okay. He's brought back by, um, by the Queen, Rose Tico. He, and then he, he then has to go to Canto Bike to fail. It's, it's the failure, which is what The Last Jedi is about. Poe fails. Ray fails, basically. Luke kind of does and comes back um finn fails he has to learn that lesson it just so happens to be that he had to go to a casino obviously they they go there to uh find the code breaker and sh- shut down the the tracking well he gets captured well done nice one then he has to escape uh phasma and then on the cant uh on crate he's going to die for the cause the, f- the film before he just wanted to get the hell out of there the beginning of the last Jedi, he just wanted to get out of there. By the end, he's willing to die for the resistance, and then of course Rose um, almost kills him by <laughs> crashing into him. 
So and and he'd be, and he'd be <laughs> I can't imagine yeah. that if he killed him. Yeah. Um, and to, towards the end of the film, he's becoming more of that, you know, confident, uh, confident leader we see him becoming Tross. But so I can see why people wouldn't would say that the Last Jedi derailed him somewhat. And despite giving that impassioned defence, I too do believe that the Last Jedi could have done a few things here or there, tuned tuned it up a bit with Finn to really deliver another great um uh, uh story for Finn. There's a little thing little things here and there, but I don't mind how he was hounded in the last in the last Jedi because he he was away from Ray, you know, and Poe, the only people he'd really ever known, and he was thrown into this mission with Rose, so he had to adapt to a new situation. I you know, I mean I I enjoyed what they did with him in the last Jedi. But there are there are elements where it was a bit slapstick, which kind of kind of took away from the character a bit, but not like a Huck situation, by the way. But um, I thought he was okay in the Last Jedi. Yeah, I think he was okay, and you you bring up some solid points. You bring up some solid points. Um, I, I don't think it was perfect. I think mm-hmm. he yeah. could have been a bit more. I don't know. I think he could have just been a little bit more serious. Mm-hmm. Um, and do you know what I think? Part of my issue is is that in Star Wars Celebration in Orlando, I remember watching a panel. I think it was at Star Wars Celebration Orlando, 2017, yeah? yeah? I was watching a live stream. And, you know, John Boyega was playing into this, yeah? He was hyping the crowd, and he was like, yeah, Finn, you know, he was a bit of a silly man and stuff last time, and he went, this time, he's not playing around. He was not playing around. Do you know? Do you remember that? I don't know if you recall I, I do. I watched that live stream as well. Yeah, yeah. So he was being serious. He was like, yeah, he's not playing around now. It's like, John, you saw the script. Bro. <laughs> You're in the film. Yeah, and this is, I'm going to come back to that later. Yeah, mm-hmm, I'm going to come back to that later. But it seemed he was pretty happy with The Last Jedi, <laughs> you know, Je- Finn in The Last Jedi. I don't know if stuff got cut mm-hmm. or something, but he seemed pretty happy with everything. Um and that's what I was expecting. I was expecting, you know, the war in Star Wars. That's yeah. what people kept saying about the last show, the war right. in Star Wars. Yeah. And also Finn's not going to be playing around. He's, he means business, you know. Uh, and I don't feel like that really happened, although everything that you said is true. So, you know, it just, it, you know what? It felt underwhelming. That's right. There's something there, isn't there? There's something but blocking it. Like I think he was done well in The Last Jedi, but there's something which I can't quite pinpoint, which is stopping the uh, characterization from being like really well done in The Last Jedi. That's kind of what you're saying there, that, you know, it's good, but there's just something missing. Yeah, there's, there's a spark, mate. Mm-hmm. A spark that will light the fire that will burn down the Finn being a coward and a bit of comedic <laughs> relief, you know. It wasn't quite strong enough. It, it, it went out. Someone just did a wee on it, if, on the spark, if, yeah, and it, it went out. Enough, enough of this fire rubbish. I need a wee. Um, well, he also said in The Rise of Skywalker that this was going to be the war to end all wars, and he said something similar as well about The Rise of Skywalker that, you know, Finn's a, Finn, he's a big boy, he's a naughty boy, and he's, you know, he's, he, he's here to end this war. Um, and now we've given our thoughts on that film and that it wasn't really the war to end all wars, a bit of a damp squib in terms of like the war aspect of it. But, um, but Finn in Finn in the rise of Skywalker. Now JJ's come back. He's got his character that he developed in the force awakens and the gang is back together. Let's not forget that in the, in the last Jedi, everyone's separate. So in seven, 
JJ's pretty much working with the gang together, two thirds anyway, Ray and Finn. In the third film, it's Ray, Finn and Poe now. So the gang is back together. So there's going to be a different feel. And Finn's a lot more action-based, though he is still chasing after Ray an awful lot. He, there was less of that in <laughs> 8, but even though he's trying to get to her, 9 is very much, you know, where's Ray? Need to be with Ray, 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 Ray. So there's that side, which they constantly gave him in that, in that rather than making him be his own person, he was always there was always that aspect. Plus, obviously, they then found that he was Force-sensitive, or, you know, he had something to tell Ray, but... The Rise of Skywalker Finn, he got more to do, but did it give him anything of any real substance to do? <sighs> These are the big questions, mate, boy. You know, these are the big questions. Um, Rise of Skywalker, you know, I, I was, do you know what? I had a dream about Rise of Skywalker last night. <laughs> Go on. I, I basically reimagined the ending of it. <laughs> I'm not even kidding. I'm not even joking. You made a sacrifice. Um, I made the sacrifice. And actually, the ending's pretty sick. Maybe I should do that as my Patreon show. Do it. This week. Do this it. Month. Do it. All right. That's sorted then. Unless <laughs> something else comes up. Or if once I get down to recording, I'm like, do you know what? This sucks. I'm not going to do it. Um, <laughs> one of those. I listen, mate. I think Finn is, I don't know, he just kind of doesn't do a lot in the Rise of Skywalker. And yet, I love him. I love the bants between the three. The chemistry is there. Poe, oh, right? It's great. But if you're telling me, you know, I mentioned this in my Patreon show that you guys all had a cheeky little listen to in last week's episode. Um, Finn, mate, was created and designed in my opinion to be ray's love interest Mm -hmm. and i think it's so obvious it's so flipping obvious and guess what ryan johnson carried that on he carried it on literally first thing he says bro in the last jedi where's ray that's it and he's shouting over you know ray ray mate when they were sinking in pasana in the uh chicken tikka pasana um yeah, in the in the sand. Like, oh, Ray, I've got something to tell you before I die. Before we all die and suffocate, I'm force sensitive. Mm-hmm. Um, just, just am. What? No. <laughs> yeah. No one says that before they die. Before you die, you're not going to be like, I'm force sensitive. Like if I was yeah. dying, if Matt and I went down the pub, we got a bit merry and we're walking down to, to our houses or something and we got stuck in some mud planes in a field, you know, it's Essex. Could you happen, know. I guess. Um, I'm not going to be like, Matt, I'm a photographer. <laughs> Luke, my uh, name's not really Jabber. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You're not going to do that, are you? That, that's just so stupid. It's such a stupid excuse. That's, um, yeah, that's opening anyway. up a completely different story, that is. Hey, sorry, I'm going off on one, aren't I? <laughs> what, what, and, but the reason I'm bringing this up, Matt, it's because I can't help but feel, despite the fact Finn has an okay arc, an okay arc in The Last Jedi and The Rise of Skywalker, it definitely feels like they were like, do you know what? Let's sort out the story or whatever random plots they come up with. Let's figure that stuff out. And with Finn, let's just, um, let's, you know, let's just send him out. Let's figure the rest of the happens. story out and then we'll fit Finn in with that story. Yeah. 
That's what I feel like, bro. Like, what actually happens to him in Rise of Skywalker? Yeah, people, people hear about his about his like rebellion and yeah. stuff. Yeah, it's hinted at. You don't really see it. I don't know. It all comes down to May Boy. Something very special. The execution. Okay. <laughs> there it is. <laughs> well, mate. Um, bef- before we jump on off of that. Um, train of thought there. Choo choo, spice train. Um, spice train. I've got my own f- bombs to drop, fact bombs about the three films and Finn's involvement. I've got his screen time in all three films. Oh, I've, I've, I've sorted this out. In The Force Awakens, he had 31 minutes 45 seconds of screen time, which was the second most behind Ray. In The Last Jedi, he was on screen for 17 minutes 30 seconds, which was the third highest behind Ray and Luke. So, no surprise, those two are going to be top. And in The Rise of Skywalker, wow. he was on screen for 24 minutes, 45 seconds, which was the third highest behind Ray and Poe. But to be fair, he literally had exactly one minute less than Poe. So Ray is obviously the top bill through all three films. That aside, he is, he is in terms of screen time, he's on the screen for just as much as everybody else is. Now, Damn. That he's above Kylo in all of them? He's above Ben Solo in all of them. Shut up. All of them. He's above no. No way. 100% in all of them. Not by, not by much. It's usually by like two or three minutes, but every one. But that, just because he's on screen for a lot, obviously doesn't mean he was well used. But it's interesting oh, to note no. that he wasn't he wasn't like cast aside. So when he was saying he was sidelined, you know, maybe in terms of the story, but in terms of screen time, Finn is, is, is realistic. The, sec- the second highest screen time of all of the characters in the sequel trilogy. So he was on screen an awful lot. But it comes down to how he was used. And I know your thoughts about that. And it comes down to that double P of poor planning, doesn't it, mate? Bro, I I can't believe that. It's I 100% true that. as well, mate. It's, it's verified. Oh, no, I believe you. I just yeah, think no, that, yeah. does not, that does not help. That does not help with the conversation we're having. It does, in one way. It kind of just proves our point. Well, that's it. It proves that he was on screen an awful lot, but was, was he used well? I mean, we they no. could have had they could have had Lieutenant Connix on screen for twenty minutes in a film, but it doesn't mean she's doing anything of any worth. I mean, Finn in the Rise of Skywalker, you know, obviously helped bring down a ship at the end. But I mean, I I really of that, felt I really felt Finn's presence in the Force Awakens. I didn't feel it quite as much in the Last Jedi. That's the best way to put um, it by. Rise of Skywalker, I kind of did, but by that point, by the end, I'm kind of like a bit confused at like what his role was a little bit. I was like, what? So, okay, I know he's a good guy. And listen, John Boyega kills this role. Oh, mate, he yeah. kills it, he smashes him, man. He, he's incredible. He is an asset to Star Wars, first and foremost. He is an absolute asset to this franchise and to this saga, this mythology. Um, it just does seem like a bit of a waste, especially now you bring out that 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 those facts, mate. It does show me a little bit that yeah, like if he was meant to be a Jedi or Force sensitive or something, I you know get him doing more stuff, man. Where was his Force sensitivity in in the Last Jedi? Yeah. He was on yeah. screen for enough of enough of it to to expand on him. So why didn't PP, they? Mate. Is the big question, mate. Yeah, PP. We I like that. We can start that can be a new sessions in ism. PP at PP. Oh wow. Um, planning. Yeah. <laughs> That's definitely what it stands for. <laughs> oh my god. It days. is that though, mate, because the way you said it was perfect. 
you felt his presence. He had a presence in The Force Awakens. He had the origins of an incredible story. We'd never seen a stormtrooper defect before. We'd never seen a stormtrooper's helmet off. He a defecting stormtrooper joining the rebellion, but the resistance. But he, in the in the Force Awakens, though, he never actually wanted to join the resistance. He just wanted to get away from the First Order. So he was he'd left an oppressive regime and didn't want to join another regime. He, he was in it for himself almost, like DJ told him in the Last Jedi. And that's what mm. I found interesting is he still wasn't really on the side of the resistance. Of course, he wanted. He wanted to be on the side of good. He just wanted to be with Ray in whichever way you you, you, want, you might think that may be. He, he wanted just, to be with Ray. He just wanted it's to not- be Finn Skywalker, as we now know. But <laughs> and then obviously, then he gets sliced up at the end of the Force Awakens. But then, like you say, his arc in the Last Jedi is is great for me. But it doesn't build upon the story that was set up in terms of him being a defective stormtrooper. It starts. It starts with it when he wants to desert. That's a perfect, perfect way to um, continue the story. Because remember, it's set right after the Force Awakens. He still wants to, you know, get out of harm's way. And at the end, of course, he he changes his mind. But I think they could have utilized him being a ex stormtrooper more. And of course, to force sensitivity, that would have come, probably come quite in ha- come in handy an awful lot. And then again, by the rise of Skywalker, then they're just like, I don't know, let's just make him force sensitive. I don't know, just do what you want, basically. Um, it felt like that, bro. It, it was, felt it was a missed opportunity. It was a big yeah. missed opportunity, and especially when we see what the and again, I know people are going to roll their eyes at this, but with what uh, Trevorrow and um, his buddy, whose name I can't remember, who did the screenplay for Jewel of the Fates, you know, the couple of screenplays. When we see yep. what they had in mind for Finn, like the uprising on Coruscant, do you know what I mean? That's that to me. Right feels like a great bookend. Oh, dude. The the Stormtrooper revolution on Coruscant. That's it. And I'm not saying I want that it. story oh. and I want to banish the Rise of Skywalker or anything silly like that. But, you know, with that, with the idea that, that story was out there in the world, just to clarify, that story is out there. We could have had that. I think if it had been executed, well, oh. then... Let me have a drink. I've got my uh, Rubicon strawberry and kiwi uh, sparkling water today, but... Had they done that well, it in on paper it seemed like a better end for his character. Well, I totally agree. <laughs> I think <laughs> uh, reading through the Trevorrow uh, script, I'm mate. I'm like, damn, like this would have been <laughs> an absolute. This would have been an absolute triumph. This would have this would have been absolutely excellent. And this and this is the thing, you know, Star Wars, the sequel trilogy, and Star Wars in general always introduces new characters. Of course, it of does. course, yeah. But why introduce new characters when you kind of don't even know what you're doing with your with your core trio? Yeah, because our core trio, as we know from screen time. The good guys, Ray, Poe, Finn. I still can't believe Kylo's not more above. And that's the crazy thing. Kylo, Ben, have less screen time than those guys. And I feel he's the best developed character. It's mental, isn't, isn't that it? crazy? It's absolutely wild, isn't mate. That, mate, Ben Solo's story is awesome. It's amazing. I love it. And it's just done so well. You know, he has highs and lows. You know, and I think he is the best character in the trilogy. There you go. In The Force Awakens, Kylo Ren is on screen for 14 minutes less than Finn. In The Last Jedi, Finn has... He's only on screen for two and a half minutes longer, but two and a half minutes is a long time. And in The Rise of Skywalker, Finn gets four minutes longer than Kylo Ren. So 
a total of that is that's like that's crazy, half an dude. hour, that's 35 minutes. That's a crazy statistic, mate. That's a crazy statistic. Um, but there we go, mate. I think I think the Stormtrooper revolution would have been absolutely brilliant and iconic. Uh, that's it, mate. Yeah, I don't want to labour the point too much on um, on Jewel of the Fates because yeah, that was a tremendous podcast. Guys, if you've never listened to the Jewel of the Fates um, leaked script, and that's right, I said listened, yeah. get yourself over to the Jewel of the Fates podcast after you've listened to Star Wars Sessions, cool. of course, but Jewel of the Fates podcast uh, by Jamie Dew and his, and his gang is absolutely incredible. It's an audio drama of uh, Colin Trevorrow's episode nine and it is tremendous it's filth, isn't it? um i got i dude once again i got goosebumps in the, on that scene when when finn leads this revolution it felt like it felt like he was a true hero yeah it felt like that was he was a true hero and once again man you know like he's on the death star and he you're telling me he doesn't love you know he's not the romance romantic interest of of ray and whatever he's running on death star ruins after this girl shouting her name yep. he gets pushed back i just think no man i i don't know make up your mind on what you want him to be yeah i don't know yeah man it, it's know. a missed opportunity it's a big missed opportunity so in terms of boyega saying that finn was sidelined the the screen time says no you weren't but what they did with him mm. in that screen time says actually yes you were and unfortunately People don't uh, go to a film and say, do you know what? I'm really glad I saw 17 minutes, 30 seconds of John Boyega in The Last Jedi. They want to say, I saw saw Finn in The Last Jedi. I don't care how long he's on screen for. It was boss for what he did on screen. You know, not just isolated incidents. Like you mentioned, they want to have that presence. You felt Finn, and it was a double act. Finn and Ray, their chemistry is (laughs) incredible. But it wasn't just Ray. It was Finn and Ray together in The Force Awakens, The Last Jedi, and, that's, and The Last Jedi didn't fail because John Boyega isn't charismatic enough to work with another actress. Absolutely not. Him and Kelly Marie Tran together are great. Um, and Kelly Marie Tran is another character who was wildly sidelined from the sequel trilogy. But their chemistry was very good together as well. So he seems to be able to... And obviously him and Oscar Isaac. Let's not forget that. Oh. The bromance is just... Oh, mate. So it, it was definitely got, sidelined. What you've got is a group... You've got a group of phenomenal actors that work together wonderfully, like an oiled machine. Mm-hmm. And you do see it. And Rise of Skywalker, you do see that. I remember being in the cinema and saying to my brother, you know, this feels like an adventure. This just feels like three kids on an adventure. Felt very Stranger Things-esque, Goonies. You know, it felt like these friends who were on an adventure and there's a bit of a love interest there and there's a bit of competition for attention and stuff. And it just felt... It felt fantastic. Nothing wrong with the chemistry. But the the meat was not there. The meat was not there. And I think there's a lot of truth in John's comments here, especially because the way he was marketed, right? And especially because, um, what is it? In the GQ article, he says, um, what I would say to Disney is do not bring out a black character, market them to be much more important Mm -hmm. in the franchise than they are, and then have them push to the side. It's not good. Mm -hmm. I'll straight. I'll say it straight up. Um, it doesn't and, mean to work, You know what? I, I I totally agree. And I, you know, I think. Listen, I think that with any character, yeah, any character, don't poorly market them because I think 
you know, there are some stuff he goes on to say about they knew exactly what to do with Ray and they knew exactly what to do with Kylo Ren. I disagree. I don't think they had any plan for them, mate. They didn't have any plan for them. Although, what you could say is obviously John got the more screen time. We know that. Thanks to you, matey boy. Thank you, mate. Makes 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 a lot of sense. But in a time where, you know, there isn't a ton of black characters, you know, on screen, uh, you know, and you just kind of make him into kind of a joke, you know, and, and he just gets forced, pushed away from from Ray, this this mm-hmm. girl he's been chasing for three films. I don't know, mate. I don't know, man. Um, I don't know. I, I, I completely understand what he's saying in terms of uh, they don't know how to handle the character because it, it, we've got to do is remember how the the the, the Chinese poster. So you just that, that's all you need to remember. Right. Is, is that is, that is what I mean, Disney? <laughs> that is that is Disney. They are uh, explain explain to it because there might be people who are listening. If you haven't, to if you haven't seen it on the on the international posters, you know Finn was as one of the leads. His character on the poster was, you know, he was large, very noticeable, front and center almost, you know, just off center. In China, he was reduced to like the size of BB-8, like a, a centimeter or an inch, because <laughs> it wasn't so. It wasn't something that would appeal to the Chinese market, which is the official um, word, not from us. That's just, just what has been said that it wouldn't have sold as well in China. So that's again a kettle of fish, which is, you know, I'm not going to go into that minefield, but he's obviously seen that and he's like, well, if I'm so important to your story, why minimize me for the risk of upsetting a few people internationally when, you know, this is meant, this is meant to be for everyone. Star Wars is for everyone. Everybody is, should be on board regardless of anything. So there, there is that Disney were, were very, very happy to bang the drum to say, you know, look, look, look at this. Look, look at who we've assembled in our mm-hmm. cast. However, yeah, and we mentioned Kelly Marie Chan as well. How how that was handled, and of course the the, the social media storm that followed, not just the, the Last Jedi, but with Ryan Johnson, and of course with John, with Daisy, and with Kelly Marie Tran as well. You know, there's and not, there are nothing was done to protect the pe- people from that, and I don't know. It, it got very messy, didn't it, with the sequel trilogy? And a lot of that though is down to fandom as well. It's not. You know, it's not these people having the gall to be something other than white. It's just the fandom yeah, has yeah. very I, toxic elements at sometimes. But yeah, Disney, Disney are culpable for a lot. But also, again, bringing it back to the PP, it's poor planning because had had Disney given us a great Finn, then it's a different story. And I, I know that's very obvious to say, but, you know, had Finn been front and centre or been given a solid story, and there'll be people out there who think he was given one, of course, but... In, in enough, a solid enough story that John isn't coming out and you know fighting back against it. Then, you know, then we'll be patting them on the back. But we also have to acknowledge when they drop the ball. And we also have to acknowledge the two sides of this. Yeah, John Boyega was all like charming and bigging up all these films, especially before the Last Jedi. And I get the impression that he really has an issue with the Last Jedi. I do really get that impression. He he defends JJ Abrams later on in this in this um article. Yes. Uh and he defends the film, you know, because he was saying, you know, this isn't his issue as in JJ's yeah, issue. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, he didn't say the same about Ryan. Um, I've seen him online. Uh, he's, he's been commenting on Ryan's Instagram posts, you know, they they you can tell they they get on nicely. Um but he's also, you know, he he, he took issue with a lot of the dialogue. He he put up a like semi-famously Somebody asked him on Twitter, "Did you write the 
the Chrome Dome line or anything like that. And he put like something like no and about 10 like vomiting emojis afterwards. So he he had, an, again, I think his issue starts with The Last Jedi with the characterization and the sidelining, I think, started in that film. Now, he hasn't held anything against Ryan. He's come out and said that himself. Obviously, now it's clear to see that. It's not a directorial issue. He's just doing what he's told, and he's got no bones against Ryan. But I think it's clear that he was pleased that JJ was back. Totally agree, man. I think that's true. And I don't think Rise of Skywalker was quite what he expected. But I think John really understood that with the the tools JJ was given, you know, it was a hard job, Mm -hmm. you know, Hey, listen, we would have all done something a little different, but let's acknowledge that was a flipping hard job to get episode nine out in December, 2019. And thank goodness it did, by the way, otherwise you know, probably wouldn't be out. (laughs) Probably never coming out. They'd be like, you know what? Disappointment could have been even worse. All the, all the ecstasy. So yeah, that's it, mate. That is it. And I, listen, I do think, um, John is very grateful for star Wars, but, there is something with having a written article and obviously having someone saying something in, in fine print mm-hmm. and then having someone say it in person. When when it's in person, John Boyega's tone, the way he speaks, the way he just can charm his way into almost any topic, any conversation, he is a natural, he's a natural leader. Um and I love listening to this guy. I love listening to this guy. And I do think that this story maybe would have been been received slightly differently if um, it was on an actual like, audio-visual like, video yeah. interview. But instead, we got it in writing. Um, but there we go. That's just how the cookie crumbles. But John did do kind of like half of this article as a video that's the confusing thing uh so we, we've got some snippets from that uh haven't we may boy we have indeed we've got we've got two snippets which are um, solely based on obviously the franchise and his experience within it so shall we ask the dj to press play ah, let's do it mate. let's hear it obviously there's so much noise around the film and the final film and the end of the saga and yeah, yeah. people's discussions around it and yeah. you only need to tweet like half a I only half tweet a, okay <laughs> and people leap on it oh and my gosh start stripping those two letters for meaning and this is what he <laughs> means so with that in mind how do you is there is it possible for you to just kind of from a personal place just be like this is how I feel about it how do you where are yeah, you where's your head where's your head space <laughs> It's not like honestly, it's these individuals, it's a double edged sword as well, mm. right? Because on one side, you want them to be passionate about it, you want mm. them to debate it. Mm. You know, I spoke to a spoke to an executive that, that told me that you know, there's, there's there's one thing about debate when it comes to you know stories at an audience. If one person doesn't like the like the idea of the film, and the other person does like the idea of the film, obviously they're going to be in conflict. He was like, John, how are they going to find out? I was like, I don't know. He goes, they both have to see the film. <laughs> I'm like. Yeah, man, it's just about, you know, it's just like, you know, both of you have to see it to really get to your conclusions. I'm like, maybe see it again. Yeah, see it again just to make sure you've got the right point. Settle the argument. (laughs) King. (laughs) King. He's such a king, man. He's such a king. And doesn't that tell you a lot of the tone? 
of that conversation and how it went. You know, it doesn't it doesn't diminish the seriousness of the other points, yeah, and the truth of what John has said about him and his character and his experience being involved in, you know, such a grand project like Star Wars. But still, you know, it's not that deep. And at the end of the day, Disney, Star Wars, Lucasfilm, they're a business, mate. Mm-hmm, yeah. They're a business. And uh I thought that was some wise stuff from from John and and the other uh, in the, the interviewer who I I don't have the name of him right now, but he did a fantastic job. It's a really good chat. What do you think? Yeah, man, exactly what you just said. It's a great chat. So once you've listened to this show, go YouTube it, just John Boyega GQ, and check out everything he said. Because like Blado Ren just said, you really get the tone and the context. Because out of context, a lot of these um, clips can or text snippets can sound inflammatory or any other negative connotation you can add to it. But when you see Boyega on this, on this video, he's chilled out, you know, he's dropping his bombs. And like you say, when he needs to be, he is dead face serious. But at the same time, he's like these, he's letting himself, he's just a free man. He's enjoying himself again, uh, being able to be honest about it. And that's what I enjoyed about this and his interactions with the interviewer and the, the person he mentioned in his, um, anecdote there so i really i really think he comes across well in this interview but uh we've got another uh clip to round off with shall we uh shall we yeah let's do it mate there's been lots of people are kind of crafting their own sort of future visions for finn and what he's doing now and i want to see yeah. him doing this and talk yeah. of force sensitivity is it the same thing that you've kind of moved on in a in a nice way definitely and i I think the moving on thing is what you have to do when the contract's out guys Mm. what do you want me to do to be crying in the corner waiting for the contract to be renewed no contract when the contract ends you know it's like football you know right footballers your contract ends in the team you can't just keep on carrying wearing the uniform and turning up to the stadium Come on, guys. John's Let me because I, I have to. Yeah, Contract's yeah. done. Yeah. So it's just that process of of moving on to other things. And obviously, throughout the years, you know, I've wanted to do you know go into other genres, different mm. types of characters, mm. really just explore yeah. depth, you know. Yeah. And, and so this is an opportunity for that, and it came at a good time. But Star yeah. Wars is a is a platform that that gave me the ability to even say that to you and mm. say, well, I'm considering this and that. So yes. can't can't even put it past yeah, that. It's, yeah, it's such course. an amazing, yeah. amazing opportunity. Again, what a king. And it's so interesting to hear him say oh. that because it's very easy to, to read the comments that he said and think, you know, he hates this franchise. And again, I know he's mentioned other things about that, but, you know, he's just being pragmatic. He's, you know, like, I'm not going to sit here and wait for the phone call to come back and play Finn. I had a three film contract and it's up now. He said, like I said, I'm not going to, I'm not going to turn up in me in my footy kit and come to come training. I need to be turned away again. You know, I've got to move on. And he's got, he's got some irons in the fire. But another thing I think that comes across very well in this interview is yes, he's well-spoken and he, but he is just a realistic bloke. He's not, he's not chucking hyperbole anymore. He doesn't need to. He's just saying it straight, mate. And I really appreciate that. Mate, the football analogy is just so good. So good. <laughs> it's it it's spot on, mate. It's just spot on. You know, it's not going to be just white. And listen, there are some people where, you know, they they might react or treat Star Wars a bit differently. But like, I tell you one thing, John Boyega's got options, yeah? So if they, want, if they want him back, if they want Finn back in any sort of shape or form, he's playing hardball. 
Yeah, he's playing hard <laughs> yeah, yeah. ball. And I do not blame him. He's a talented young man and he, he's going to kill it. He's going to absolutely kill it. Now, how good is it hearing that London accent, mate? Flipping love it. That's what I mean. Can you imagine him facing down the first door or Phasma calling her a whoop hog in that accent? Do you know what? It would sound a lot more authentic. It would sound great. Mate, honestly, that's what I mean. I'd love to have heard um, Boyagle's Boyagle? Boyager's natural uh, accent come out. I'm not going to use that as a stick to beat the sequel trilogy with, but yeah, it would have been it would have been pretty cool, wouldn't it? But mate, but big boy, right. big boy Ager has got so many irons in his fire. I mean, he's got uh, Naked Singularity coming out in what well, it's meant to be next year, and that's got a big. That's got, he's leading that. That's got a big cast. You know, he's got the, they clone Tyrone Rebel Ridge Borderland. He's got um, an awful lot of stuff. And he's playing uh, Leroy Logan, the first black Met officer in a in a, a TV show called Small Axe. He's not a man who is going to be out of um, a job anytime soon. And a lot of directors have come out post the BLM protests and said, I want to work with this guy just because he's a goddamn talented actor. So uh, he's not going to be short of a few options. But if he wants to come back as Finn, he's definitely playing hardball. Um, so I guess for, for John and Finn... In live action, let's cast aside can all other canon. Live action, are we going to see Finn again, and will it be Boyega? It's a very good question, mate. It's a very good question. Um, you know what? I, I, my gut kind of says no. Mm-hmm. I don't see it. I think it's plausible. And maybe in the distant future, you know, if we get there, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> you know, I don't know. I don't mean to be, you know, I'm not trying to be morbid or anything, but I, I don't know. I don't know, mate. I, t- I just don't see it right now. I think I think Star Wars has got to like move in a different direction, mm-hmm. to be honest. And um, yeah, that's what I think. Maybe episode 10. I don't know. <laughs> but then there's not going to be one, right? So uh, wink, uh, wink. I don't know, mate. And just to just to reiterate, this isn't a sequel bashing session. I, mm-hmm. I still love the sequels. Um, as a trilogy, I think it's so much fun. And Rise of Skywalker, I still think it's a fun time. I have my issues with it. It's still fun. And it just would not be the same with our boy, Finn, FN2187. That's right, mate. I, I, I'm not sure we're going to see Boyega as back as Finn ever, but anytime soon, I can't, I can't say anytime in the next five years that ain't happening, maybe in the next 10 years, which is a shame because it's a missed opportunity. And if there's any, ever an opportunity to give FN2187 um, his time in the sun and like really beef out that character, I'm all, I'm all for that. So um, my man, Finn, big deal. Big Delio. Hey, this is Vanessa Marshall, the voice of Harrison Dula from Star Wars Rebels, and you're listening to Star Wars Sessions, probably Britain's greatest Star Wars podcast. Well, thank you for that uh, information there, Boyega. You gave us a damn fine episode to have there. Great discussion. But now I do feel like I need a drink to... Um, to you know, take this a little bit further, and it just so happens to be our favourite dirty, dusty drinking hole over there, the Bantina. My boy, shall we? Oh, oh, mate, let's do it. Big deal, big guns. Uh, if you're new to the show, in the Bantina, we sit down with you guys, the greatest listeners in the galaxy, and we get your thoughts on our main discussion, and we want to hear your opinions. Now, obviously, with this week's topic it was an emotive topic and it brought out some wonderful 
responses and some wonderfully well thought out responses. Uh, and we haven't been able to get rid- to all of them, as you know. And the one- some of the ones we've got have been shortened or condensed down. Uh, so thank you, everyone, for sending in your thoughts and opinions on what is a big topic to touch on. So uh, what did we start off with then, uh, Blalo Ren? Oh, mate, hang on. Let me get ready for this. Oh, oh, oh. oh what have you got? Oh, mate, I've got Camden Hell's Lager. In uh, A.K.A. Mm. Kef Beer. Ah, Kef Beer, That's yes, it, sorry. Mate. I've got... A- I've got a filthy calf beer, boys. Yeah, um, I've got, right, I've got strawberry kiwi spring water, aka calf uh, beer. Yeah, <laughs> so calf beer, boys and girls and everyone. Right, okay. So uh, to start us off, brilliant, brilliant comment. Uh, Ot Nick said, "I think everyone should acknowledge Boyega's honesty in speaking out on his experience in terms of Finn's character in Star Wars." It's a shame we didn't get to see it fully, but I still loved his his story concept. Rejecting First Order, joining the Resistance fight to a potential Jedi. Awesome. Vindiana Jones said, Since the day I've stepped out of The Last Jedi, I've been talking about this. No hatred or toxic name-calling, just confused and empty about what it did to the storytelling of The Force Awakens and Finn. I also agree with John Boyega about J.J. Abrams trying to come back, with Han Spindu agreeing with this. Nice one, guys. We had Andrew Brewing said, I respect his candor. I think his perception of Rey as being a nuanced character butchers the meaning of the word in an effort to attribute the failure to systemic racism. Ironic, because his story arc had a ton of potential until episode eight, which was squandered being super preachy. Uh, Jobby King said... He spoke with greater issues than just Star Wars. He spoke the truth. Why did Disney struggle to feature his character more? Because his colour? He was right. No other actor suffered this. Featuring a black actor prominently might result in not appealing to certain fans. It's 2020. And Chris Brazier said, Even before you delve into the racial issues here, it's a simple truth that Finn was absolutely wasted as a character. A stormtrooper defector? Brilliant idea for a character. So much potential set up in The Force Awakens. Absolutely wasted until Jay with a rubbish side quest. Um, as a Sherwood White person, I'm unqualified to talk about the racial issues, but I don't disagree with anything John said. You can't introduce a black character, market them as a main character, and then just abandon them in films two and three. That's a step forward and two back. The sequel to The Force Awakens should have had Finn working towards liberating other First Order troopers from their brainwashing with the final showdown with Phasma in film three. Finn deserved more. Boyega deserved more. Wow, great comments, guys. It's nice to get a mix of opinions there. Uh, and, and there's definitely been a mix. And talking of a mix of opinions, let's hear our first voicemail. Oh, yeah. Hey, Sessioners. So I think John Boyega's comments are extremely valid and they're really saddening to hear. Finn suffered from a lack of planning that the sequel trilogy had overall. Like, there was hints at him being a Jedi, um, you know, Force user, hints of him um, leading a Stormtrooper uprising. And I think the hinting was really lazy. I think they should have explicitly gone with it. It would have been a lot better for Finn as a character. Uh, black characters and characters of different races did have that sort of sideline feel. Like, Rose Tico, for example, played by Kelly Marie Tran, um, she should have had a much bigger role. Disney had a real good opportunity there to sort of speak out against the racism that she faced and the hate that she faced by giving her a proper role in the rise of Skywalker and that didn't happen, sadly. Duff, spot on. And he went yes. on to say a lot more as well about how Star Wars is for everyone and 
Can't argue that, mate. No, I, and sadly, I think uh, Darth was uh, doing some combat of his own with uh, the, the, the audio there. <laughs> but no, knowing Darth, he was probably like fighting off a load of battle droids or something like that in uh, Australia. That's it. Because that's what they do down there, I think. That's it. It's all they do down there. It's just fighting off battle droids, <laughs> isn't it? Yeah. Him and the fire war boys it's... down there. Geonosis, mate. The <laughs> outback. <laughs> well, no, Dars, Dars, totally right. And uh, Kelly Marie Tran, that's another one. You know, she got she got obliterated after the last Jedi. Poor girl. And yeah, I think there's there was stuff that they should have done differently. And I think Rise of Skywalker, she did kind of get sidelined a little bit. But once again, you know, new characters. I didn't really know what to do with. Oh, I don't know. It's not an easy job, guys. Filmmaking oh, that's it. and creating this mythology is not an easy job whatsoever. But thank you for sending that in, Darth, you spicy legend. King! And that's a good point. Screenwriting is hard. We can all be armchair screenwriters, but it's a tough job. So. And finally, for the written comments, we've got up the spicy ones. Lolo and Big J said, The Rise of Skywalker totally did both Rose and Finn dirty. All their development was squandered. Finn had learnt to care about something bigger than himself. He was willing to sacrifice himself for a cause. Then he turned back into a puppy chasing Rey in the Rise of Skywalker. Rose went from being full of hate towards the First Order and understanding it wasn't destroying what you hate that makes a change, but saving what you love. She was non-existent in the Rise of Skywalker. So either Disney or JJ did them dirty, but a lot of that blame falls on the fans for endlessly complaining that The Last Jedi wasn't the wasn't a nostalgia-laden fanfic they predicted. Um, and they tormented Kelly online. Rise of Skywalker was Disney's attempt to please all the fans, and they may wound up making everything worse. And finally, our, our mate Essex Scott ninety seven, uh, our favourite clone trooper, said after watching and reading about his interview, he was set up to be a very large part of the narrative with Daisy Ridley. It was a totally new perspective to have Finn, someone who would have known nothing outside of the military life that he had as a kid. Then comes to the Last Jedi and Rise. And Finn goes from being at the centre with D- Daisy to just being on a side mission to being a side character. Also, the fact he got hope so much hate because of his skin colour on social media for being cast in Star Wars is without question unacceptable. Yes, same applies for Kelly Marie Tran. And I don't blame him that he wouldn't agree it was a great experience and will only take that deal when it is a great experience. Such a shame that someone who has worked in Star Wars feels that way. Um, two big comments there. And... Yep, uh, John said as well that you know his experience is one based on on racism, which is you know obviously not what you want to hear in any form of life. But you know that is sad to hear, especially considering that the, what he did with the character of Finn, despite the lack of planning. Mm. Lack of planning, mate. Poor planning. Pee pee. Um, mate, to tie us up in this in this section uh, is someone we all know. And we all love. He is the filth magnet, aka the King of Wales. Let's hear him. It's Luke Summerfield. Oh boy, Finn. A force sensitive, lovable, passionate hero. Did he deserve more? Yes. Will he be back? Yes. As a Jedi, of course. Let's all get behind him on social media, showing our love and support. The Ockham Vow, and may the force be with you. Always. <laughs> what a naughty boy. We love him. 
we love a bit of Luke Summerfield. We're going to see more of him, he reckons, you know. And, I, I, you know, hey, listen, you never know. We might. Uh, and, by the way, John's talking, you know, if Disney, Lucasfilm style slapped down a contract, I reckon he's down on it. Um, and, yeah, I think overall, especially listening to the audio of the interviews we heard earlier, you know, there's there's no hard feelings. And I think he's very grateful and he loves Star Wars. You know, it's just, um, it sucks that it gets tainted with some real world stuff, but such is life sometimes. But overall, guys, we've had so many responses and a lot were very passionate, as Matty Boy said, very passionate, very lengthy and you know, that's fine. You know, especially when we guys ask you to express your feelings, you guys come and smash it. So thank you so much for commenting. We're so sorry. We can't include all of them, but keep them coming. We re- we really try to mix up who we involve each week as well with comments and stuff. We try and get some new people every now and then. So that's what it's all about, guys. So thank you so much for all your brilliant opinions. Yeah, but I can't add anything more to that other than to say, Thank you once again, guys. So uh, let's move on now. We've got a Patreon question for this month, haven't we, mate? Yes, we do. And our first question for September on Patreon is from Stuart Howes, who says, Here's a magic wand. Change one significant thing about the Star Wars films. Go. Matty boy, that is a crazy open-ended question. Stuart is going in hard for his first question, what are you thinking there, buddy? Uh, well, I'm not going to mention Palpatine and the Rise of Skywalker, so I'm going to deviate off that very quickly. Um, you know what? I'm going to be um, slightly left field here. Uh, I'm going. I would, I would change Padme in the Revenge of the Sith because oh. compared to Episode One in in Sith, he's just a sad sack basically, and there could be more to look into there as to why. In story wise, you could be like, oh, was it the stress of the Forbidden Love? Was it the war? Was it the political unrest? Was it just being pregnant? You know what I mean? Was there was there more to it as to why her character had such a like, massive turn from where she was in the first film and part of the second film? But she just wasn't the same character. And then, for reasons we don't understand, she lost the will to live. I don't know. It could have been so much more impact, impactful for the mother of Luke Skywalker and Leia to have a better ending. It would have tied in better to Return of the Jedi when Leia said she remembers her mother. And I know a comic filled in that mm. hole with a you know, decent um, reason as to why Leia would remember her mother. But I don't know, I just think in amongst a lot of these story issues, I'd pick something slightly different or slightly less obvious. And I would have t- um, changed the writing for Padme in episode three. She had one of the best scenes with the ruminations when her and Anakin are looking at across Coruscant from different rooms and they're both crying. Oh, and great scene. Beautiful scene, but I don't know. I just think that she went out with a whimper, which is wrong considering how well she was she started off. So I'd change Padme and how she ended and, you know, make, make it like a real kind of like gut punch where you like emotionally, are just like, oh, like, you know, you built her up for a trilogy. You know, she's not going to make it out basically, but let's have, let's give it a big emotional send off for like the mother of Luke and Leia. But we didn't get that. And I would have liked to. So that is one of the things I would have changed. What about you, mate? Oh, mate, that's such a good answer. That is such a good answer. Um, I can't lie. This wand is magic. So I can do a few things. (laughs) Um, (laughs) It said one significant thing. Uh, Probably, I listen, in the prequels, I get, I understand that Maul is hate. 
Dooku is like sinister and old and frail and an ex-Jedi, yeah? And Grievous is the machine. Combine the three, you have Vader, right? I get that, but don't kill off Maul in episode one. <laughs> Please. Don't kill him off. Like, you can have the other characters. Grievous and Dooku were in Revenge of the Sith. Mm-hmm. You know, I just think, um, yeah, I, I, yeah, Darth Maul, don't kill him off. I think he's he's become such a fan favourite. Um, and I think, I do think he would have done a better job in Attack of the Clones than Dooku in some ways. I think you could have had Dooku literally as just not a Sith mm-hmm. um, and just change around a bit of the writing a little bit. That's my prequel thing. Obviously, Matty Boy, you've you've mentioned Rise of Skywalker, Palpatine. Not going to labour that point so much, uh, but Palpatine in the Rise of Skywalker. And last but not least, sorry, you know, I'm not going to just do one. Come on, it's Luke Blywalker. Um, <laughs> dude, this might be a bit of a spoiler for my Patreon show. Oh. <laughs> a smidge. I'll give you guys a taste. Killing off Ben Solo in Rise of Skywalker. I'm going to say it. Oh, here we go. Go on. That's it. I wouldn't kill off Ben Solo. And the rest I'm going to explain in Patreon. Mm-hmm. You're going to have to wait, Matty boy. You're going to have to wait, mate. So uh, that's what I think. Well, I get, I, get, I get access to the episodes early to upload them. So I'm going to listen before everyone else and see what, <laughs> what it's all about. But no, again, it's, it's funny how the main one always harkens back to the prequels somewhat. Mine was um, Padme, yours was Maul. You know what I mean? There's, there is a lot more, let's face it. We could change so much about the OT. And yes, oh, yeah. the hallowed OT, I could change a bunch about that. And the SC, of course, as well. But um, some good shouts there. But yeah, um, thank you for that. Stuart, mate, what would you change? I want to know what you're going to change, big boy. And everyone out there listening, if you could change one significant thing, not a little thing, a big thing, what would you be changing? So um, thank you for that, Stuart, mate. And um, we wanted to mention the situation as well with T Public, didn't we, mate? Oh, yes, 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 yes. Uh, so a lot of you might be uh, wearing your Tee Public Star Wars Sessions t-shirt right now, and we wouldn't blame you if you were. Um, however, sadly, we are going to have to end our relationship with Tee Public. Um, you know, all great things must come to an end. Mm-hmm. Uh, but listen, that doesn't mean we're not going to be having merch. Um, we're going to be having merch soon, but we're going to be looking at some at some other options. And I have some different visions, and I know Matty Boy has some visions for some very cool stuff. We want a bit more control over it, but really what it come down to was we felt like the costs were unfair, especially to our European brothers and uh, sisters who were ordering stuff um, because... They would ha- they would get like slapped charges on you know uh, custom charges and stuff for a t shirt and it's just I felt and I know Matty Boy as well we we felt really uncomfortable with the basically the money people were paying out yeah. okay for these t shirts and we're we're gonna we're not gonna be working with uh, T Public anymore we we're, we're gonna do our own thing and we're gonna come up with an alternative but there will be merch coming soon and to people who have supported us on there already thank you so so much you guys are legends you are spicy you are filthy you are everything and we will bear you in mind in some future stuff too yep i i agree with that mate so what watch this space in terms of merch but it will be coming back very very soon speaking of which we'll be coming back very very soon to the bantina thus ending our stay for this week but we'll be back next week to sink a couple of kef beers with you so until next time bantina adios Gentlemen.
It's the Star Wars Sessions game. Bum, 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 bum. Oh, no, too late. Uh, it's your game time, as those spicy toads just told you. <laughs> and it's my turn to host. And um, mine is based on a discarded main discussion we were going to have for this week. But um, I've kept it anyway. And the name is Yo Did or Yo Didn't. Would you like me to explain what on earth that means? <laughs> yes, I flipping well do. I want you to explain that. Go it's on. all about our favourite little green friend, Yoda. So I've got six quotes. And basically, you need to tell me, is was this quote or these quotes something that Yoda actually said? So Yo did he or Yo didn't he, basically? Or have oh. I just made these up? Oh, okay. All right, mate. Let's get stuck into this one. This sounds pretty filth. Let's do it. Right, here we go then. Right, so did he or didn't he say these comments? So the first one is... I'm not going to do the voice because it will hurt my throat. But the first one is... Control, control. You must learn control. Okay, hang on. Is this live action and canon material or just live action? Uh, This is canon (laughs) material. Right, damn it. Okay, right. Okay, what is it? Control. Control, control. You must learn control. That sounds really familiar. I'm going to say Yoda did. Yo, Yo didly. He did. I can tell you right now, my friend, that he did say that. He said that in The Empire Strikes Back, my friend. You thought so to Luke. Yeah, I thought so. Like, I didn't want to be cocky and be specific about it. <laughs> hey, kid, don't get cocky. Don't get cocky, yeah, kid. So. Yeah, there's one, there's one yeah. in a million. So you have absolutely nailed that, my friend. So one out of one. Oh, mate. I'm, mate, give me some more. Give me some more. I'm ready. I'm ready for this. Come on. You want another one? I'll give you another one. Here we go. <clears throat> if war we must enter... Into battle we go. Ooh. That sounds Clone Wars-y. I'm going to say Yoda did. Yo diddly. <laughs> I've made that one up, mate. Oh, oh we no. must enter into battle. I made it up this afternoon. Oh, it's a Hudson original. It is. It's a, Hudson, oh. it's a HUD original. Uh, so I'm quite glad to know that I can be a screenwriter for Yoda. So I'm, I'm, I'm quite happy about that. But um, oh, right, one out of two, 50% classic. is good. 50% is all right. Number three, mate. Right. Here we go. Determined by reality, your focus is. I'm pretty sure that's real. I just can't pin the moment. I mean, I am horrendous at quotes anyway. <laughs> um, I, I, I mean, just a second ago, I misquoted Han Solo. I've got, I've got the kid the wrong way around the sentence. Right. Say it again for me, Giza. Uh, determined by reality, your focus is. It sounds. I don't know. I've got a bad feeling about this one. Wink. I'm going to say no. I'm going to go Noda. Noda would have been better, actually. Yester and Noda. Um, right. You get a point for that. I have made that oh. one up. It's quite gone, said it, didn't he? Uh, yes. Your focus determines reality. So I just basically just switched it all around, yoderized it. And yes, yes. You're, back, you're back on track, mate. 66%. Oh, that's 66%. Oh. Do right. it. Halfway through, right? Three more. What about this one? In a dark place, we find ourselves, and a little more knowledge lights our way. That's a good one. That's not live action, is it? That can't be live action. But it I'm sounds yoderish. 
it it sounds Yoda-ish. Um, in a dark place, we find ourselves, and a little more Matt, knowledge lights our way. Oil me up, and tell me that's a Yoda quote because I think that's a Yoda quote. You're going all in. I'm oiling up, mate. I'm oiling up. And what a sight that is. <laughs> What's even better? Is this right? It's from Revenge oh! of the Sith. It's from Revenge of the Sith. Serious? I think, it I think is it's when, I think it's when they have to go to the Jedi Temple. Uh, Ob- uh, Obes and Yoda go yes. to the Jedi Temple after Anakin's had his fun. Yeah, know what? I think it's with... Uh, yes, it's Obi-Wan and also with um, Organa. With, oh, yeah. um, with Organa or Giza. Or Giza. That Giza. <laughs> right, it's three out of four. We're up to 75%. We're Ooh. right. All two right. more. Right, yeah. two more. Is this a Yoda quote? <clears throat> Learning your strong point is not. Oh, that's harsh. Learning your strong point is not. Mm, learning your strong point is not. Oh, I like that, mate, boy. That's pretty good, you naughty boy. <laughs> I'm going to say that's a Noda. I, I, I don't think that's a... that's Because Yoda's a cool teacher. I, I'm going to say that's a Noda. Sure, it's not from like the Clone Wars or something like that, or no, I I don't think that's from Clone Wars. I don't think anyway. It doesn't seem like a Yoda, a kind thing to say. It's not very kind. Mm, so unkind. Uh, well, <laughs> you are so right. It is oh! not a Yoda quote. Four out of five, eighty yep. percent. This yep. is good for my maths as well. Ooh. Okay. Learning your strong point is blah blah Ren. Oh, you naughty boy! I like I like what you did there. So five out of, four out of five. Let's see if we can make it five out of six. Are you ready for your final one? Ah, oh, mate, give me the final one. Give me the finale. Deleted. Okay, here we go. Oh. Yeah. The final quote is: "You will discover only what you take in." <sighs> Obviously, I immediately think of Empire Strikes Back with Luke, but I'm pretty sure he doesn't say that. I'm pretty sure it's slightly different. You'll discover only what you take in. It's uh, it. It sounds exactly like what's in Empire with Luke, but it's slightly different. It like my head's processing it is. Oh, that doesn't sound authentic. That doesn't sound like the right. The words are right around the right way. That's the thing, guys. I don't know because I'm a moron who can't remember uh, words. Uh, uh, I can't remember quotes very well at all. So do you know what, though? My gut says that's real. I'm going to go with my gut. I'm going to say that's uh, Yoda did. Yoda said that. So you go and Yoda did. Yoda didn't say that. Oh, no. What he actually said was, you will find only what you bring in. Of course. You will discover. I knew I it, the word. I knew it, but I went, I went with my gut. People say, trust your gut. Trust your gut. Oh, you well, I, I I like that sentiment. However, it has, your gut has um, let you down this time. So my, four my, out of six, mate. My gut is Crohn's disease, so mate, I should never trust my gut. Yeah, yeah well, there is that as well. Yeah. And I'm not just being out of order to cronies. I'm a, I am a Crohn's disease boy. Yes. That's I right. love it, mate. No, I don't love it actually. Well, but there you go. Uh, <laughs> I, well, yeah, I suppose you <laughs> four yeah, out of six. We mate. love it. Whatever I'll the percentage that, is, what's the percentage of four out of six? Mate, you you expect me to know? I don't know. I think 70%. it's like seventy percent. Yeah, we'll go yeah. over that. We'll go over that. Seventy percent. You know your Yoda. You're no, so yeah. right, you so no, you are Noda. No, does that work? It works now. So, mate, Yoda or Yo didn't? Yo did or Yo didn't? Well done. That's the game done with.
Oh, you naughty boy. And that pretty much wraps up episode 80, unless I'm mistaken. It is that, is that for episode 80 of Star Wars Ooh. Sessions. But you know the fun Ooh. doesn't end there. You know no one's ever really gone. Where can the world find us, Master Blywalker? Well, you know you can find us at starwarsessions.co.uk. You can find us on Twitter at Star Wars Session with no S at the end. You can slide into our galactic DMs on Instagram at Star Wars Sessions or feel free to drop us a cheeky voice note or cheeky message to our email address sws at whatawatchtonight.co.uk and if you want to support the show further please consider checking out our Patreon at patreon.com forward slash Star Wars Sessions We're on Anchor FM, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, TuneIn everywhere in the galaxy you can find a podcast you'll find us there and if you love our show Please consider leaving us a good review on your podcast provider of choice. Head on over to podchaser.com as well if you, if you have the time. It's the IMDB for podcasts. It's awesome. Of course, we're on there. So do drop us a good review over there as well because it helps the show grow. It helps us more than you do know. And we love hearing from each and every one of you every week. Yes, get those Apple Podcast reviews in and please tell all your Star Wars friends about us. Tell your mum, tell your dad, tell your mates, tell your cats, tell your dog, tell John Boyega's cousins, if you know them. Tell your cousin, the more the merrier, their castle spice. Yeah, tell your Ewok as well. Don't forget that, Keezer. And Broom Boy, Temeri Blag. Tell him, tell him to blag his way over here. Tell him this is the podcast you're looking for. So until next time, from me... See ya, and from Luke. May the force be with you, always. Ray! Ray! They are Essex-based podcast heroes... Country Club.